Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night in a Bathrobe. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm not wearing a bathrobe. I could though. I'm also not wearing a bathrobe. You, you could if you want. I, I'm in my bathrobe because it's warm and fuzzy and also because I'm sitting next to a roaring AC unit, which while necessary for keeping my apartment cool, is very cold when you sit next to it. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, uh, today on the show, we're talking about anti-meta, like the concept of anti-meta. We're arguing about anti-meta. Yeah. We're arguing about anti-meta, yes. You're going to argue with Matt, and then I'm going to interject with different terminology. Okay. Well, let's start off with something fairly simple. What is the definition of anti-meta in trading card games? Well, so classically, a meta is an environment in which the game is played, right? Okay. There are decks that people normally play, which people call the meta decks. And if you are anti-meta, you should be fighting against... It, 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 would, it would be like against the meta, right? So basically, you would be specifically devised to play in that particular meta game. Yeah. Uh, so... With the example of the 2018 world champion that had Dark Face to counter all of the Ezel decks be considered anti-meta? That is a better kind of anti-meta than uh, a lot of other things, right? Because like, I think an example we bring up a lot is like Seven Runner. Mm-hmm. Despite Seven like, Runner ripples. Despite like Seven Runner just being the best deck, right? And mm-hmm. the most represented deck. Mm-hmm. So you cannot call it anti-meta. So where, where, does, where does the, the line go from, like, anti-meta being well, orchestrated to fight against the top decks? The, this is part of the reason the why, the, why the term is a little awkward. Yeah. Is that it doesn't really, like, you can only really be anti-meta, like, in a moment in time. Mm-hmm. You can't be anti-meta forever. Yeah. Because the meta is, is a constantly changing thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so what is anti-meta is going to change based on what the meta currently is. Which is why the term is very hard to kind of pin down. Yeah, I think when people think of an anti-meta deck, they mean something that is made specifically to counter the the top decks. And it's usually something, usually a control deck, something that makes it hard for usually the bigger, stronger, faster decks to do what they do normally. Like in Yu-Gi-Oh, you had like a lot of Mystic Mind decks be anti-meta because they prevent the opponent from attacking or using monster effects or like back in the days when I was playing you deal like royal oppression like that was showing up a lot um, which prevented I mean, even mystic mind is just a card that people put in their deck yeah like people will just play their terraforming and mm-hmm. they just put a mystic mind and randomly mystic mind you but their deck isn't like built to, to like m- play around mystic mind right yeah it's just played. It may just play Mystic Mind because sometimes people just don't main deck an out for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, like you said, it, because it's only like a moment in time, and not something you can ascribe like a full on play style to. It, it's like hard to like exemplify. And that that's exactly right. Which is why I think the Dark Face example is quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that you know you're kind of you're trying aiming at very specific targets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you are good against those. And you probably get absolutely thrashed by anything else. Yeah, uh, I so, think a really another good uh, mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh, a Yu-Gi-Oh example is back during Dragon Ruler format. People would play like barrier statue stun. They just play like the light and dark barrier statues and a bunch of purple card, a bunch of trap cards. Mm-hmm. But like that deck gets absolutely raffle stomped by literally any deck playing a normal, an average normal summon, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, or just and it wasn't even good against uh, Dragon Ruler, but people pretended it was. <laughs> I mean, you still have like spell books running around too. Like that was a big part. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. It's just like the problem is like Blaster is a card. <laughs> so like most of like the setup you can do like evil swarm is a good example blaster was just like go away <laughs> yeah so like, it was like yeah it, it's anti-meta but it doesn't even do a good job at that right yeah i mean the the guy with the dark face thing won world yeah so. no I mean, yeah. it's a successful yeah. case right yeah yeah it's like, like you know, good uh no continue uh, my point is like a follow-up after you guys are done with this discussion. All right. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of like a case where like you've aimed at your target, mm -hmm. things went your way most of the time, you got the matchups that are favorable to you, Yeah. and it worked out. Yeah, there were, that can totally happen. There were enough Ezel players to justify his existence. <laughs> well, remember, this was also World, so it's a yeah, smaller very, tournament. Very right. few... Um, it's a very small player pool, and if people know that gold is the best deck going into it, you mm -hmm. can choose a deck like it's really easy to, to to kind of figure out the meta for a small tournament mm -hmm. than it is for a large one yeah because especially a small tournament of very good players who are you assume can assume are just going to bring the best deck yeah it's actually uh, much easier to pinpoint around that meta game than it is at like a regional where some people will show up playing whatever they like yeah and yeah. like especially like your locals are kind of a little microcosm of this where you can be like all right let's say gary keeps showing up with uh i don't know link joker so you start running poker just to counter gary because you're going to see him every week but if you go to a regional gary's not necessarily going to be there and you're probably not going to get matched up with him so yeah, it might like not be other people there option. like you're not going to meet gary yeah <laughs> and even if you do that's one out of like seven eight games yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, it's, uh, which, that all leads me to the question of, seeing as how uh, there there was, they revealed the Mega Colony Stride and G-Guard for Premium Collection 2022, which I do want to read, um, yeah. and then wanted to talk about Order Colony, and whether or not that counts as anti-meta. So first... Well, that was going to lead into my point, is, like, looking at the discussion and, like, your logic for classifying order colony i feel like you're really asking if floodgates are good for vanguard yeah kind of because like not... that's what mega colony is right it's a floodgate deck like yeah. gradora stops you from calling things obturanda stops you from calling things the original dark face gb2 like stuns things on call mm -hmm. like the whole point of the deck is to floodgate you yeah so first off the the reveals the stride is toxic mutant deity malignantis uh so act on vanguard or in g zone once per turn if this card is on vanguard you can pay turn a card in g zone for the cost instead if it's face up counter blast one put one of your rear guards into your soul choose one of your opponent's rear guards that's standing and retire it if you retire, draw one and counter charge one. If you did not retire, choose one of your opponent's vanguards and it gets minus 10k into the of turn. So. Yeesh. So, <laughs> I, I hate this kind of, like, is, I, I, I wouldn't mind this card if Order Colony wasn't already, like, an established deck. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, this card kind of fixes a lot of Order Colony's remaining problems. One of which was it was a relatively low power deck. Yeah. 
but now it has access to minus 10k. Uh, you know, all, your whole board gets plus 10k, basically, or your front row gets plus 10k. Yeah. And like, on top, you know, on on top of its persona rides on on, on turn four, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's really scary. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this is not a hard ones per turn means on the second Gridora stride, you can activate two of them. Yes, and like we know that like you're just gonna flip this for Gridora just 100%. to have to face it. Hundred percent yeah. mm -hmm. easy. Well, I don't know why it's active in G Zone, honestly. Yeah, I think. Well, I think because in their heads, it's like Mega Colony has been historically kind of underpowered. So on paper, this isn't bad. It's just that you have a deck that takes the Gridora thing and runs wild with it. Mm -hmm. Um. The G-Dart is not really pertinent to what we're talking about, but I might as well read it anyway. Uh, when it's put on Guard Circle, Soul Blast, and it gets plus 30k until end of the battle, uh, your opponent can uh, chooses any number of their rear guards and rest them for each unit rested this unit gets minus 10k shield. So this, card, so this card like almost always just says shield plus 30,000? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is good. Uh, yeah, it's much better than, I don't know, Gears. Yeah, <laughs> we'll come up. To I don't know how they made that a seven. G guard that was worse than the OTT one. What did you say? Did it? I don't know how they made a G guard worse than the OTT one, but they did it. The gears G guard is actually insulting. Yeah, it's pretty I'm... bad. <laughs> but oh, um... uh, although the Royals G guard isn't that amazing looking either, to be perfectly honest. It's uh, decent. I would have to read it again. Yeah, well, we'll we'll cover that in the site review, but um. All right. So, Order Colony on paper, with the definitions that we have, seems like it would be an anti-meta deck because... Why? I'm getting there. A lot of the popular decks at the moment are things based off of Superior Colony. Pale Moon, Grand Blue, Gold Paladin to an extent. Pale Moon was fine into Corridora prior to the stride. Was fine. What do you mean? Yeah, it was just it was it was not like as it was not like that bad. I'm I mean, saying Pale that Moon's like pretty strong early, right? Yeah, but like aside from that, just the mechanic of Pale Moon as a clan, of Grand Blue as a clan, of Gold Paladin as a clan yeah. is calling from not the hand. So on paper, Gradora is good against decks like that, but because of Fabricated Dragon of Ruination, the book, and Shadow Cloak, allowing you to make this engine where. Uh, it, it just allows Gridora to stay alive and to capitalize on the stunned opponent's board while also shutting down G darts. That's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah, that, very, that is the most infuriating part of that card. Yeah. Oh, no, it was really funny when I had the deck for a time and I was playing Richard. He's like, why? I can't G guard. I can't go into ultimate. I was like, fuck yeah. It, it is <laughs> the worst. Like, yeah. the card just does, like, already did a lot, mm -hmm. and now it does even more. Yeah. So having that along with things like Heldemise and what are, Bomb Scissor or whatever his name is that allows you to uh, get a fifth attack instead of... Uh, Heldemise will always just be That card's so good. Yeah. So knowing all that, it is now topping in like pretty good numbers. We've seen yeah. California's and we've seen Antwerp. Now, yeah, there was also a, a, a premium turn in my area that was had, I think, two Mega Colonies in top four. Or two order colony in top four. There was an, actually there was three because there was an order colony mirror. Yeah, which so, took uh, I think it was a best of three that took like two hours. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! There was a best of three. Jesus Christ! 
It took two hours. <laughs> I'm just like, oh right. my god. This if this is the norm, this is a nightmare, right? Yeah. So this is now like cross the line between anti-meta to just meta. It's I mean, I just told you there were three in top four, and this is before yeah, the slide, right? This is for them. Oh. The listener, not you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, knowing that a lot of people are like, they, they got to hit this. This has to die. Uh, yeah. Because Vanguard players are just actually, I think any TCG is like that. Whatever starts winning immediately, people are like, they have to kill it. It has yeah. to die now. But also, like, in particular, people really hate floodgates. Yeah, mm -hmm. floodgates are not fun to play against. Um, nobody likes having the opponent drop out. There could be one. There can only be one, or a goes and match or something. Um, rivalry, all the fun ones. Rivalry of the warlords, all, uh, uh, Mystic Mind, all that good stuff. Like, like it's not fun to play against. So knowing this, do you think Bushiroad should do something, and do you think they are going to do something? I think they should do something. Um, so what's Extra annoying about Gridora, right, is not only does it basically have its one weakness solved, um, in that it, it it's for it's formerly low power. Yeah. Uh, it also is a deck that you can't grade two against. Because grade two gaming only works if you're like up on advantage, right? Yeah. But they just ride up and they draw three cards. Yeah. You like, you can't beat that. You like you can't afford to do that. Mm -hmm. Like you will lose. So yeah. Like even if they even if they can't stride, they're just gonna be like, "All right, cool." I'll draw three. What's the draw three. Cool. Next nice. turn, I'll persona ride and you know draw another yeah. three. Yeah, and now and now you're and now you're screwed. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, the deck just. Well, here, here's another thing I wanted to bring up. So, even if you like, their quote weakness should be rushing them, except they now have brilliant blister V. Mm-hmm. Which allows them to punish overly aggressive rearguard actions, uh, to the point where decks are trying to figure out ways to uh, play around uh, Brilliant Blister by either having things that don't care or uh, things that gave resist. So we're going back to like late G era against uh, all that late Joker stuff, where everybody got resist, everybody gave everything resist. This thing went up to $7,000 on TCG player because some guy, like it, it, it was a buyout and some guy went insane. <laughs> Buy your sweeper Cocantos, what's the problem? That too, that was another one. Um, <laughs> yeah, luckily I had a playset, but yeah, lesser writer. Anyway, uh, so it's turning into that. They seem to have kind of like all the tools have kind of fallen into place. Um, so I guess it just like if they are going to do something, I feel like the easy way would just be choice restrict the dragon in the book. Um, you know, you, you still have that strong like uh, ability to get a persona ride and maybe do something else like the the, the link joker order that like stands a guy and. Like, that's still a draw, which would be slower, but not outright kill it, I don't think. As well, the whole Ruination Dragon book Shadow Cloak engine is starting to be splashed in other decks. Like, I saw an Aqua Force build with it. Sure. They got that stride that gives an Excel circle, so they don't give a shit. Anymore. It's free real. Yeah, so it, I don't hate that engine on the whole. I, I, I just, I think something's going to happen or should happen. Um, mm -hmm. The deck should definitely be hit in some way. 
but it will, I mean, it's not going to be till after this tournament series anyway, so I'm not that worried about it, like, interrupting the tournament series, so, like... Yeah, they're know. probably going to wait till the end. And... Mm-hmm. After Next Worlds. Yeah. And then, and then they'll, then, then they'll, then they might do something. But I do not want this to turn into, like, Gasteel or something, right? Where it's just, like, just a looming threat just forever. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I don't know. I don't, like... It definitely killed a lot of hype. For what? Uh, go, uh, for this premium collection. Really? Because people were like pretty hyped for a while, and then like they saw their Gridora stride, and they're like, oh, or the sorry, the Megacolony stride, and they're like, oh no, that's just worse with Gridora. Yeah, I mean, it's it's partly I think it, the adverse reaction is partly because uh, you have this slow deck that's like effectively a control deck that's like, um, good. And like yeah. probably like like on the potential to be tier zero, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm not saying it is tier zero. I'm saying it has like the, like it could be like it's like wouldn't yeah. be surprising for it to be tier zero, and that is really really obnoxious because like the way you have to play this kind of game is completely different. It doesn't allow you to play like your most standard game plan anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. which a lot of people will generally dislike. Uh, yeah. If you if you play a deck that forces your opponent to play differently, they will play generally a lot worse. Yeah. Um, like I have to run Gaia Devastate for specifically for Regalia, and I don't like. Going I hate. I I hate that card. It's so bad. Like Devastate I get that you have to play it, but it yeah. sucks. Oh no, it's it's a huge pain in the ass. The fact that you have to kill, you have to endorse something, then kill three of your things for the. Dude, it's like, trash. Too much. Yeah. It's it's also like the worst worded card because they already even had like if you like you could just have them gorge like three units. Yeah. Why does it have to be like when it's engorged with higher three? I think it's because it's supposed to be for locks. Like you can kill locks. Yeah, I guess. I don't so, know. Whatever. Anyway, but I'm saying that like I like that Regalia is forcing me to play differently to run that so that I have to use it and it's not fun. I would ask um, who's playing Regalia, but we already know the answer to that question. <laughs> yes, but also I saw it a good number of times. Mm. Like there was one of the top. Like it's around. Right. I believe. Um, it. But uh, yeah, so I I don't know if Bushri like obviously they're they're gonna wait till the end. I don't know if they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Um, but in general, like Ripper, when you said that our floodgates good for the game, are they for something like Vanguard? Because like. Part of the problem with Vanguard is there's not a lot of interaction, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have a chance to counter the Floodgate ability. You just kind of have to take it. Like, in Yu-Gi-Oh!, if your opponent makes VFD, you can hit it with, like, a droplet or something, right? But there's no forbidden droplet in Vanguard. Yeah. Or Cosmic Cyclone for their mm-hmm. insert, like, insert random, like, summon limit. Like, pick your favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um. So... Like, that's my instinct. Because, like, with something like Seven Runner, it took multiple ban lists to fix it. And then, like, either that or they would have had to, like, fundamentally change one of the mechanics in the game, which they ultimately did anyways, far later than it needed to happen. But, you know, something on that level needed to happen the last time somebody abused game mechanics to create a floodgate situation. And then, like, I don't even know how you counter the Gridora stride right now 
with any like gameplay mechanics because it just stops you from calling things outside of hand. Yeah. Don't have a PG, get wrecked. Yeah, out, yeah. Out, outside of uh, Vanguard making like effect Valor or something. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's probably not going to happen. Like, the main thing is, for the most part, your main phase, you are left to your own devices to do what you want. Your mm -hmm. battle phase, depending on what you're playing against, the opponent is either responding to you or they, like, you know, if you're Kagero or something. Yeah. You have, you have like, yeah. Like, Blith orders have added a little bit of extra dynamic, you know, like we just got the Fox order that can reduce your opponent's power. Yeah. And stuff like that. But generally, outside of guard step, there's not a whole lot of interaction for the game. So, because of that, like, floodgate decks are just really annoying. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I classify Link Joker as a floodgate, but they are, like, annoying to play against, right? Especially when they're, like, good enough to be relevant. I haven't seen Link Joker in a while. They, yeah. they were. Well, yeah, because they were, Link Joker's not relevant right now. They were a floodgate. Before that whole aren't like race to the sea thing mm -hmm. started happening, where they went, all right, uh, we're we can lock you from hand, and then they went, we can unlock by various ways. Well, we can unlock from hand and drop zone or relock stuff or whatever. Like just it just turned into this weird arms race of uh, yeah, locking versus unlocking. But like in general, right? Like cards that tell you to stop having fun are generally not seen very kindly by the player base like nobody likes skill drain nobody likes you know all the other Yu-Gi-Oh floodgates people are complaining about Gradora right now because it just says stop playing the game yeah um skill drain's funny because it sucks right now despite being at three yeah because no imperial that. order no no the adventure engine makes skill drain around oh, right you just bounce like, it no. <laughs> Draco back bounce your skill drain. <laughs> you gotta pay a thousand more to activate it, idiot. Good luck. It's uh, in your hand, so you have to wait forever too. And yeah, they well, just go off because lol. Alright, scythe lock with DPE. Like you set the skill drain, next turn DPE pops itself. Mm -hmm. Easy. So, yeah, scythe is a card. Yeah. But like so I think like the ease of access is also important, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's definitely, like, you want there to be, like, countermeasures to these kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. And in the Meg Holly's case, it just says you can't, right? Yeah. It's definitely a you can't card. And yeah. for a lot of decks, it, like, completely, like, stops their game plan. Mm -hmm. And for some decks, like, they can kind of, like, still do their thing. But, like, I mean, the card, the Gridora Stride does more than that, right? Yeah. And also, like, unlike something like Obturandus that also just says you can't call things, period, like, Redora also gets you an extra attack with plus 10k, and it stuns all the units, too. Like, Obturandus, yeah. at least you have to do extra work to stun your opponent's board. Yeah. Um, in my experience and in seeing other people play it, it seems like Obturandus is matchup dependent. Like, yeah. Obturandus is not as good as he once was. Yeah, well, because I mean, like, you want to use it against something like a Grand Blue, or they, yeah. they wipe their board at the end of their turn, so you're like, all right, try that shit again, let's see what happens. Yeah. Then they just go into Bad Bounty and, you know, crack your teeth in, uh, which yeah. is why... The well, that's always been like, Omtorandus has been around since, like, what, 2015 and has never been that good, because 
it's such a nothing turn because stopping you from calling is all the card does. It's also yeah. incredibly expensive cost-wise. Yeah, Counterblast two, discard one, dude. Yeah, so you're like minusing. It doesn't gain any extra power. It doesn't make any extra attacks. It doesn't even give you like defensive value. It just stops your opponent from calling. So if you want to effectively stop your opponent from doing anything, you need to pay more costs and use more skills on top of it. But with Gridora, you can just floodgate your opponent and stun their board and get an extra attack. At least one. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, like, if they do the choice restriction between the dragon and the book, or if they try and do something light first, like, all right, no shadow cloak. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that would help. Um, I don't know what the correct hit is, and I, I mean, I don't think they're. Like I guess I don't think they're going to hit it for a while. So yeah. this is going to be like the reality of this premium season for now. Yeah, I do but, think people like our game, especially. We don't. We we whine. That's true. That's true. We, we do whine a lot. So much about. Can I everything. can I do some not complaining for a bit? Yeah. Sure. All right. Perfect. All right. So Spike Brothers got some sick cards. <laughs> oh, we're doing this. Okay. Cool. Whoa. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I want to not complain. I want. I want to not complain for a bit. Okay. Because I think this card's really cool. All right. So Spike Brothers got this try called Outlawed King Gary Gavels. That's why Gary was like a good random choice of name earlier. Thank so you. it has an auto on Van that when a rearguard attacks, uh, it gets uh, power plus 10,000, and then it goes to the bottom of your deck. Great. The card does everything we want it to do. Wait, hold on. There's more. <laughs> auto on Van Circle. When it, when this unit attacks, so when it attacks, you can Soul Blast one. Search your deck for up to two grade two or lower units and uh, call them to empty rearguard circle. Shuffle your deck. Then all of your rearguards get boost until end of turn. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so it's yeah, super the first translation I saw, I thought it said it was only grade two units, so I thought it was a little restrictive, but if it's just grade two or lower, then you can grab whatever the hell. Yeah, it's definitely grade two or lower. It's just looking at the Japanese. Yeah. All right. But this card is so cool. Yeah. I, so, yeah, uh, there's basically, like, you know, if you have, like, two CB, say, you can get mm -hmm. ten attacks if you with so, with a couple pieces. Ten <laughs> attacks on first strike? On first strike. And they're <laughs> all, like, all they're all 28K plus. Dude. <laughs> It's that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, and that's with two CB, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you have one CB and like you have some different pieces, you can yeah. still get up to nine attacks if you have Gyro Slinger. I like how one uh, <laughs> one Counter Blast didn't make a like, difference of like four attacks. It was one. Nine yeah, attacks. and if you have, let's say you have one CB yeah. and no and no relevant pieces. Yeah, you still get seven attacks. Dude. And it's really easy to get one CB this day and age. Yeah. Due to a certain grade three heel trigger. <laughs> and it's it, it, like it's an auto for like charge force marker for everything, mm -hmm. no cost. Just, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and I have no idea what the best build is, right? But yeah. you have all these sweet combos mm -hmm. uh using a mecha instructor is the card that you're you're playing here. You're playing for that. Stand trigger? The stand trigger. The one that's when it's put on bottom of your deck, you put a card from hand to soul, bind something, call it back. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you just keep messing around with that. Nice. And uh, I assume Proof will put out a video that explain it in more detail. He, uh, he, did, he did a thing where he, he like... Did, I, no, I assume he'll put out another yeah. one. 
Oh, like where he got. Yeah, yeah, where he kind of dives into it. But I, I, you know, so there's like a lot of details, and it's kind of hard to just say in words. So I'll I'll let him. I'll let him have the honors. But uh, yeah, it's super sweet cards. Like, well, like I said, even with like just random grade twos, you can get like I like I said, what up to seven attacks with one CB. Wow. So it's one CB, one soul blast, and one card out of your hand. Oh my gosh! Like it's like really like. That's like really poverty levels of of resources in Vanguard, right? Yeah, one CB, and, one Soul Blast, and one card. I think, and that's can. like outside of Rising Greedon, which is also a pretty solid deck. Yeah, uh, I don't think I don't know how well it works with the Greedon stuff mm-hmm. or with the Rising Greedon. I don't really. It doesn't. I don't, I don't know if it meshes with me. Yeah. I've just been messing around with like random other Grade Threes, like. I, don't know, I was thinking about like Rona and Jugs or like Davies and Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, so there's like a few different options you can go there. I have no idea what the best one is. <laughs> but that's half um, the fun of the deck building. Right. It's and it's kind of like this is the first piece of like not. I'm just like this is the first Mike Brothers stride we've seen in a while. It's just like I not might want to actually stride this. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's not like you, it's not another goddamn put a thing from hand into soul. To do something yeah and i mentioned like i really wanted a first stride for spikes and this this is exactly that like yeah, it is it is like basically the perfect version of that first stride yeah so i, I yeah i'm really excited about it uh suck on that adrius yeah and like you get to run uh what agile uh fullback from the latest yeah. v collection that can attack from the back row if it's in center slot so that's another mm-hmm. attack that you can get out of their back row that is oh quite useful as well so it'll be a 30k attack out of the back center slot God, that's not even just the front row that does anything that's attacking. Anything. Yeah, yeah anything. Anything. Oh my God. anything. If it attacks, it gets 10k. And like, yeah, it, it's so cool. Stay tuned for deck profile? Question mark? Yeah, and I think there's some meme stuff about like um, people doing like, I don't think this is good, but it's pretty funny to think about. Is you see like Machine Gun Glory on Breach Spurt to like because you, you can activate the breach spurt effect to bottom deck a normal unit. Yeah. And because well, that's the whole cost is bottom deck a normal mm-hmm. unit. Yeah. From from drop. And yeah. at the end of battle, it goes to bottom of deck, or you can put it into soul, draw a card. Mm-hmm. Right? And then yeah. you can like or you can like instead just activate machine gun gloria, put them both back, draw a card off machine gun gloria, draw a card off breach spurt. Oh my god, you're plusing. <laughs> in Spike Brothers, what? I don't know if that's particularly good, but it's definitely okay, very but funny. Still, like, that <laughs> that's a first for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. You know this card. This card plus is on its own, except that it like sends your regards back to deck, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, this this deck is super sweet. That's uh, very there's cool. there's so many uh, spread sheeting that needs to be done still. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, the the true mystery is what is the maximum number of tax one can get off three CP. That is the big open question right now. Uh, I believe it's at least eleven. So we'll we'll see Still where that, that ends twelve up. doesn't count. <laughs> you can't yeah, um, that's the back. that's the mystery. Can we get? And I'm I'm not sure that we it's necessarily possible just due to how the space is set up. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's 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 super cool. Definitely. What's that? The OTT stride. Yeah. What's OTT? Well, we talked right. we talked about all these on uh, tangents, patreon.com. Yeah. Tonight, but... but we're basically done with the order quality discussion now, so we're just going to talk about cool new strides, except this one's not that cool. 
Yeah, I, I'll bring up the Great Nature one when we do the set review, and also there will be a deck profile of that when that's done. Um, I was uh, thinking about it. It's actually pretty okay, because it's like a nice first ride for T, which is all they need. Yeah, but, but it's also, like, not accounting for the over-trigger, it is very medium. So you turn a card in your G-Zone face-up, reveal a number of cards from top deck equal to the number of face-up cards in G-Zone plus two, Call all the revealed normal units, and then add all trigger units revealed. Activate the effects of all revealed triggers. It's almost a draw three. Yeah, I think it's. I think I don't know. I, I'm kind of my my, my uh, opinion of this card is slowly increasing uh, every time I read it. Just because I'm like, you've tried this once, and then you just keep slamming oh, at Ichikashima, mm-hmm. and you just forget the rest happened. Well, yeah, because also like triggers have higher shields, so it helps you survive to Ichikashima. Well, yeah. assuming you hit triggers, yeah. Well, uh, this card is very dependent on OTT having good rear guards, which it does not. That's true. Like, That's true. I'm pretty... Like, is the strat just crutching on Silent Tom again? Probably. Has it ever Has it ever not been? That is a good point. Like, <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of how to use this card, and, like, the only things that restand are, like, Lepisto, which is CB2, or... There's a card where if you check a trigger, depending on the trigger checked, you can counterblast one to either restand a grade two or lower unit if it's a front trigger, or spin something back to the deck if it's a uh, crit trigger. But that means you're running front triggers in premium, which I think is incorrect. That seems like an answer. Unless you're, unless you're Excel. Excel can make good use of it. Yeah, but like in OTT, that, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's incorrect. No. Or... Uh, Hexa Orb has a grade one that can counterblast Soul Blast when the trigger is revealed. If your Vanguard is Hexa Orb, you can retire the grade one to stand something. But that means playing Hexa Orb, Sword. which is yeah. like <laughs> a complete nothing turn three. Yeah. Yeah, you want uh, at least to have an option to have a powerful turn three. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, like, I feel like right now, probably Witches. Because then you can use the witch to restand your vanguard, so you effectively have eight drive checks and four attacks. And if you play Zozo, I think is the one where you can reveal uh, protect gifts to give your front row five k. Then you have like really big power with some triggers and four attacks, and that's decent for a first stride. Yeah, the Zozo, the revealing the protect gift thing, is only vanguard. Yeah, that you're supposed to use GG rewrite into Zozo after this thing attacks. Oh, uh, okay. So you have eight drive checks. Your front row is like pretty big. You should have gotten at least one trigger. Although I'm not sure you have room for Amaterasu if you play witches. Otherwise, you're running like twelve grade threes, mm-hmm. which is not great. Which can be awkward. Yeah. What was the OTT card for? Um... Uh, the last fighters collect, uh, V collection. That was, I'm pretty sure it was the witch. Oh, yo yo, got it. Yeah. So it was the witch that lets you re uh, rewrite your vanguard, but like that one's. I'm not sure about that with this because obviously the bread and butter for this card is uh, Amaterasu being it, being extra crit triggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I, I there was a cutout there. Did you say something about Amaterasu? Yeah, so Amaterasu is uh, just four extra crit triggers for this thing, uh, right? Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's probably like there's the Magus promo that you if your uh, rear guards are all Magus, it can restand itself. But like xenophobic. Yeah. Yep. Also means you can't run on Wataru very easily. So like looking at potential builds right now, it's like stacking all your triggers on Silent Tom and praying, or like Hell yeah. running Hexa Orb. And then probably still stacking all your triggers on Silent Tom and praying, except this time there's a slight chance you can restand Tom. Is there a way to get Lapisto to work? Or I mean counter blast too, right? No, but I mean like are there good counter charge options or I'm pretty sure Cone Magus is your only bet good option, and that requires you to like guess your top card correctly, so if you stack your deck, so you would have to activate the stride first, then stack your deck, and then call, like, Comagus. And that's only on place, too, so you'd have to do it after you pay for Lepisto. Yeah. I think Lepisto is prohibitively, prohibitively expensive. Yes, it is. Cost-wise. Also, like, you still have to find a trigger in your battle phase. Yeah. Amaterasu um, does help with because she can discard a card to like check, check thought three and add a normal unit to hand. Okay. So like Amaterasu is easily the best call for this thing. Like you get her crit effect, and then she becomes a rear guard, so you can stack in the battle phase to try and find more triggers. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I don't know what else you do with this right now. I mean, I'm sure we're like I'm sure somebody out right. Yeah. Battle Sisters has a guard restrict. Or has a sentinel restrict, but that's locked behind having a grade three in soul. Ugh. No nightmare painter for OTT. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't even be good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, right now I'm thinking like run hexa orb and then stack all my triggers on Tom and pray. Hmm. Even it broke. I mean, okay. I I I know that there are like some clans, there will be something that's so good that it kind of lifts the clan on its back and it's very over-centralizing. This is the first time I'm trying to build without Crayon Tiger. Um, and it's going okay so far. So, like, don't be afraid to try shit, because I feel like yeah. something, you know, it could surprise you. Um, yeah. I'm sure people will figure something out. Also, I guess we should talk about the over-trigger ruling, because apparently... Like, Bouchero right. has officially confirmed that how somebody interpreted it is the way that it works. So, in the comprehensive ruling, it states that the effect of the the trigger effect of the over-trigger is that uh, you bind it from the trigger zone, or remove it from the game from the trigger zone, draw a card, and get the 100 million, and then, if it was a drive check, activate the additional effect. Which yeah. means that if you activate it off of this effect or any similar type of effect like Susano, you would not remove it from the game because it is not in the trigger zone. Mm-hmm. You would draw the card and then get the 100 million. So you get a buttload of power and a draw, and you still get to keep the 50k shield. So it's yeah. just a draw trigger on steroids. That's incredible. Unlimited power! Yeah. This is not how I would want it to work. I... If they're going to have it in the game to begin with, then I would prefer it if the over trigger was removed, so you don't get to just plus one and keep a hundred. 
and keep 50k shield, but apparently this is just how it's going to work. Unfortunate. Why, just because, like, for simplicity's sake, or because, what? Because that's just how it's worded in the comprehensive rules, like, yeah. removal happens specifically from the trigger zone, so... I sure hope OT2 doesn't have to put this card on top of their deck. <laughs> yeah. Although, you don't get the extra effect, so it might be better to, like, check a bunch of regular triggers and then just check it in the battle phase for more drive checks. And yeah, then maybe. you just go, like, plus infinity. And there then was, you deck uh, out the next turn. I, I played a guy at Springfest, like, for fun. And he was he was doing the Battle Sisters. And he got off the OT in three out of three games because he was, like... You know, like, uh, what's your face? Yeah. Uh, macaron? Whatever that stride is, where you just look at the the top for every rear guard you have and then put it on top or bottom. I think if you just named any, like, pastry, I think people would believe you. Macaron. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Bearclaw. Bearclaw. <laughs> Battle Sister <laughs> Bearclaw. Oh, my God. It, it, if they're all nuns with guns, she, she's going to be, like, the nun who's been there for, like, 60 years. I know the stride is not Macaron, because Macaron is the small green. Yeah, it's Bearclaw, I told you. That's <laughs> sister Bearclaw. That's what I'm doing for the thumbnail. It's just going to be a, like a battle sister with the Bearclaw. It's going to be funny. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I'm still curious to see what else we got, because I, I still got to see those that uh, Tachi and Pill Moon reveals. Um, oh, yeah. It's, uh, do we want to read the hilariously awful G-guards that were revealed, too? But just read the Gears one. That one's gonna just be read nice. the Gears one, because the Gears yeah. one is like, dude. Like, actually insulting. Okay, so it's, when it's placed on Guard Circle, discard one or more cards with the sum of their grades being three or greater from your hand, and it gets shield plus 20,000 until end of battle. If you discarded cards with a sum of six or greater for the cost, Counterblast one, and you get a PG. You have okay. to stride for the G guard. Yeah. Now, granted, Gear Chronicle has a ton of cards that are treated as drain through and discard. But when you play a PG, you ha you lose the PG itself and the card you discarded. It's a minus two. It's a perfect guard. This is you lose the heal, uh, the heal trigger, and, and at, at the least two cards time. and a counterblast. Yeah. What 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 is this? This is so insulting. <laughs> this is the most and like, gears G guard. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. This is the most like hilariously bad G guard they printed. Like I'm pretty sure it's worse than the OTT one, and the OTT G guard is also pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, that it one is. is when placed on guard circle. Counterblast one. Declare two numbers from grade 0 to 3, then reveal your top deck. If the revealed card is a grade you declared, add it to hand, and then if you add it, you get shield plus 15,000. So It doesn't even countercharge if you're wrong. That's so wild. Yeah. So, like, the OTT one is, like, counterblast one for nothing, but, like, the Gear Chronicle one is discard cards to get the shield value, so I don't know what's worse. Like, both... Gear Chronicle had a history of good G-Guards, for the mm -hmm. most part. Well, the problem is they were good back then, but, like, yeah. Hetero Round isn't, like, insane anymore. Why? Like, it was, like, a lot of the power of Hetero Round was, like, a lot of the shenanigans you could do elsewhere with it, right? Mm-hmm. Of, like, the extra, like, gaining extra power. Like, there's lots of, like, there's lots of, like, shenanigans you could do with Hetero Round that made it, like, a lot better than just what it was, like, in Guard Circle, right? Well, I mean, it, it was, like, a way to, it was a 
you know, it was them and Kagura. Those are the only things that mm -hmm. could remove stuff mid-battle phase. But, like... Back then. Yeah, and, like, Shadow's G-Guards have fallen out of favor, too, and Plotmaker was, like, the gold standard at one point, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, things just, like, numbers have gotten higher. These G-Guards that gain 10k shield is just not enough. Mm-hmm. Like, even in something like, uh, like, the Great Nature one is you have to have three open circles to get the 10k, but you can also retire any number. So, originally that would have been, like, whatever, but it's found this weird second life in Big Belly, because you can blow up, like, leftover stuff on the board, and then Big Belly lets you draw for each thing. So it kind of mm -hmm. helps in that sense. Um, whereas, like, Plotmaker, not so much anymore. Like, the, sh the, the new Shadow Paladin one they got was good, though. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It, 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 like, I was so excited to start with, and then some of them have just been hit and real big miss. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, anything that gets less than, like, 15k extra shield is probably not relevant. Mm -hmm. Also, like, the Royal G-Guard is, like, really kind of... It's weird. It's yeah. I don't know if it's bad, but it's definitely weird. I noticed oh. a lot of the, the these new ones are, like, alternate ways to PG. Yeah, a lot so of them are. The Gears one, the Great Nature one, if you mill a trigger, the uh, the Royals one here, which like gives your uh, Great Two, what was it, intercept? It gets 10k shield, and when it intercepts, you can counterblast Soul Blast to be a PG. For what it's worth, I think you'll always play the G guards that can PG, just at least one. Mm -hmm. Wait, you'll always play the G guard that what? That can PG, like at least one. Mm -hmm. Like at least oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, although. Just be What's the up? annoying thing about the Royals one is that it gives the ability to something else, so it does not gain any shield or extra abilities on its own. It's all onto the grade two. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, but at least it's a benefit where, like, you can you, you like if it guards it by itself, you can just like mm -hmm. save the thing for elsewhere. Yeah, which is kind of yeah. neat. Or just like, okay, I'm gonna pick this thing and then pull it over here and then do the PG effects or whatever, like it. Um, it's kind of like the Blockade Ganga, where you would kill something and then pick two rear guards and they get, uh, when they die, they go back to hand. It's mm -hmm. like, you kill it, pick your two interceptors, intercept them, they go back to your hand. That I hate that G-Guard, to be honest. I hate it too, but <laughs> it's a thing. I've definitely done double, where I've, like, killed, like, killed something and did, like, an interceptor and then I had, like, a heal guardian in the front row and then I did Ganga again and killed the heal guardian and then it went back to my hand. It's got to feel bad for Gears players. They've been getting kind of owned on these premium collections. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Because I think they just don't know what to do with Gear Chronicle now. 100%. I think, like, what would have made this card, uh, what is it, the Shisa, uh, Shishma, mm -hmm. like, a lot better. And this is something really small, but, like, a continuous effect that, like, gives your front row, like, 4K or 3K or something. Mm -hmm. So they, like, because, like, a lot of the cards you have to play just don't hit anymore. Yeah. And, like, there are cards that, like, or, like, Wild Face Up in G-Zone give, like, plus 2k to your front row or something. Would be, like, really valuable uh, to Gears. And I don't even think it would be broken, say. Mm -hmm. I just think, like, it's something that Gears can really, really use uh, mm -hmm. this day and age. Uh, just because, like, you, like, people are still playing, like, Melum, TikTok, Urbitar, right? Yeah. Because if you want to play, if you want to play that, because you, you, you have to play Jet, right? Yeah. yeah. But, like... Melum doesn't hit modern vanguards. No, it doesn't. So you, 
it needs to, to be on a force marker or something. Yeah, exactly. And and even then, if they hit a defensive trigger, it's still it you know it's like really bad, right? It's curtains for you. <laughs> it, it's just really, really, really awkward. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, giving just even like plus two k like while face up in G zone yeah. would be huge for that clan, and it, it not doing that is kind of tragic. Mm-hmm. I I think they're like. Trying to move away from that, right? Away from the Melum Erwatar TikTok thing. Except I mean, they don't make they're not printing that, cards like they want to move away from it. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't print anything that justifies moving away from that. So you're like, <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? Um, uh, yeah, I, I got nothing else. Uh, I, I hope you enjoyed our our little discussion on anti-meta. And to the listener, off, you know, the question is. What is anti-meta to you? Do you think uh, Bushroot should do something about Order Colony? Um, our what do you think about Battle Sister Bearclaw? What do you think about <laughs> Battle Sister Bearclaw? Um, tell us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Nexus at Night, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we got a pa- uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Nexus at Night. Uh, thanks to Darren Cole, Josh, Jeremy, and Buell. Uh, we also got merch that's down in the description slash show notes. What about the rest of us? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at wiggums 2 gs 2 zs you can find me at Plasma Eclipse. Uh, you can find me at Atlas Novak, Twitter, Instagram, or follow my other show, uh, Generation Dan, on Twitter. Uh, new episodes every Thursday. Uh, the one coming out this week is with LA comedian Kayla Esmond, who has a story about having an abortion during a comedy show. So, okay, that's the thing. Yeah, get ready for that. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. And until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody.